Nothing ever seems too bad, too hard, or too sad when you've got a Christmas tree in the living room. Nora Roberts Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul. Rather than debunking Christmas myths, which we did in an earlier episode anyway, we'll be looking at the origins of two of our most cherished and enduring Christmas traditions, the Christmas tree and the nativity scene, also known as the creche. It will surprise some of you, maybe many of you, that both of these Christmas traditions were started by saints. First, the Christmas tree. Contrary to some erroneous popular beliefs, the tradition of using an evergreen tree as a symbol of Christmas did not begin with Martin Luther or with Hallmark. It was started by St. Boniface, Apostle of Germany. St. Boniface was born in England around 675 and after becoming a priest at age 30, he was appointed missionary bishop to what is now Germany by Pope Gregory II. At that time, much of Frisia, Bavaria, and Hesse, which are parts of Germany today, was still inhabited by pagan tribes. Around the year 723, Boniface and a small group of monks were traveling in the region of Lower Hesse when Boniface learned of a winter ritual held by a tribe at Geismar. This tribe worshipped the Norse god Thor. Yes, the same Thor that the Marvel character is based on. And as part of the winter ritual, they would sacrifice a child under an oak tree known as the Thunder Oak that was dedicated to Thor, god of thunder. Boniface and his party arrived at the oak just before the sacrifice took place, and Boniface proceeded to chop down the oak tree pagan tribesmen were stunned, both that the tree could be felled at all, and even more that Thor had not struck Boniface dead for his actions. He then preached the gospel message to them, and having seen the power that backed up his words, many converted. What Boniface did next is the basis of one of our most cherished and widespread Christmas traditions. Past the now fallen oak tree stood a small fir tree. Boniface pointed to the tree and said the following. This little tree, a young child of the forest, shall be your holy tree tonight. It is the wood of peace. It is the sign of an endless life, for its leaves are evergreen. See how it points upward to heaven. Let this be called the tree of the Christ child. Gather about it, not in the wild wood, but in your own homes. There it will shelter no deeds of blood, but loving gifts and rites of kindness. In the centuries that followed, the Catholic tradition of using an evergreen tree to celebrate the birth of Christ spread across Germany and much of Europe, finally being brought to the New World by German immigrants. So when you gather around your tree this Christmas, thank St. Boniface for giving us such a wonderful symbol with which to commemorate the arrival of the Christ child and a convenient place to put all the presents. The second popular tradition one that has also endured for centuries, is that of placing a nativity scene, or creche, in our homes, churches, businesses, and even yards. 
This practice was begun by the one saint even atheists seemed to like, St. Francis of Assisi. In the year 1223, 15 days before Christmas, Francis was staying at a hermitage at Fonte Colombo, having just come from Rome. While pondering how best to celebrate Christmas, he remembered his pilgrimage to the Holy Land and his visit to Bethlehem in particular. Why not set up a replica of the manger there? There was a cave at the nearby town of Greccio, and with the help of his friend Giovanni Bellita, who was lord of the town, he set up both an altar and a manger in the cave. People came with torches and candles to light the scene, which included not just a manger, but a live ox and donkey as well. There was also an infant in the manger, though whether a live baby or a statue is not clear. It was probably a statue, though. As one observer said, they saw the infant come alive. Francis's goal was to make the scene of Christ's birth come alive for the people, and though he may not have intended it to become a tradition, it quickly spread. Over time, it evolved from a live scene, which was hard to replicate in many situations, to one using statues. Early on, additional figures were added to the infant, Mary and Joseph, and the animals. These included shepherds, angels, and the three magi. By 1600, the home nativity scene had become popular throughout Europe, and the practice spread to the New World and beyond. It is now a universal symbol of Christmas, and while it's likely that St. Francis himself would prefer his original live version, at least as opposed to the various figurines in widespread use today, he has to be pleased that his visual method of telling the Christmas story has endured for nearly 800 years. So that's our brief episode on two big Christmas traditions. I hope everyone listening has a very Merry Christmas. And to quote Charles Dickens' Tiny Tim, God bless us, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.